edition of What's the Story here on The People Chronicles. Thanks so much for joining us. Make sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on YouTube so you don't miss any of the stories from this community. There are the coolest stories and the coolest things happening. And I kind of stumbled upon Ricky Lee Douglas. Hi, Ricky. Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Now, do you know how I found you? No. <laughs> you have a publicist. Yes. Because, look at this. Look at this. You've written all of these books, and this one made its way to my desk. The Tale of Tumalang. Yeah, I'm and so I, glad. <laughs> Well, you're from Berks County. Yes. And this is a second life for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm, kind well, of. <laughs> what did you used to do? I was a teacher. What grades? Well, I taught first through uh, sixth grade at different times. Elementary school? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you do that most of your life? Uh, No. I um, worked my way through college, so that took me a while because I was 25 when I started. Oh, my. (laughs) But, uh, and then I taught uh, in several different school districts. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, I taught mostly with the reading program. My dream as a child was to be either a reader, a writer, or a teacher. So and you're realizing uh, both of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was, of course, life interferes, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't get to be a writer right away. I needed to support my family, so I ended up uh, going to school for uh, teaching degree, and I did that for close to 20 years. And one day in 2005, in fact, I looked in the mirror and always wanted to write children's stories. I looked in the mirror and I said to myself, or no, the, actually the mirror said back to me, if you don't do it now, you're not ever going to do it. <laughs> so I thought, well, I guess he's right. So I retired. And after I had retired, I started writing books. Although I had a lot of stories stuck in a file, I hadn't done anything as far as really pursuing getting anything published. So uh, after a while, I started working on the first book, which was The Takatik Clock. And uh, that took me a while. It took me about two years to finish that one. And... uh, my goodness, I'm going on and on here. No, I'm, I'm fascinated. Do you know what? I'm inspired. I think, Ricky, so often, and I can only speak for women, obviously, but we spend our life doing what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And so often, we just keep doing what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And you're my hero. No. You looked in the mirror and said, but I always wanted to do this, and mm-hmm. you never let that dream go away. Mm -hmm. And so when you heard it, you said, all right, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Was that scary? (laughs) Yes, it was. It was very much so, because I'm a self-published author, which means I had to do all the groundwork. (laughs) I'm still doing Mm -hmm. the groundwork. I'm still doing the marketing, you know, and trying Mm -hmm. to get my book books out there so people know about it, especially since I started working on the Tumalang book. So Tumalang is the most recent book. Yes, it's the one I'm most proud of. I have so many questions, and I'm sure you do too. So let's, 
I, I want to rewind to, you said you had multiple jobs. You worked your way through college. What did you do? I was a reporter for a small farm magazine oh in Kutztown uh, called the Berks Lehigh Farmer. And I started out there <laughs> sweeping floors and sealing envelopes, and I taught myself how to type. And then the owner of the uh, company found out I wanted to do some writing, so he let me write. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. His name was Donald Conover. He's long gone, but he was a very nice man. And thanks to him, I'm where I am today. It sounds like you were truly a born writer. This has mm -hmm. been in you mm -hmm. since yeah, you so were a child. Did you read a lot of books when you were a child? Oh, well, I'll be honest, not a lot of books, but I spent most of my summer up in the maple tree out in our front yard where my mom couldn't find me all the time. What were you doing up there? Reading. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I only had like three books. We had uh, Treasure Island and uh, Robinson Crusoe. And then there was uh, the ones that I really, really liked by Louisa May Alcott, mm -hmm. Joe's Boys and mm -hmm. uh, Little Women and Little Men. And I also had the Bobsy Twins. <laughs> And I would read them over and over and over. And then both my sisters and I used to play cutouts, and we'd make up our own stories, you know, with the cutouts. That's so wonderful. That's so your imagination has now come to life. And then you said when you were teaching elementary school, reading was your specialty. You, yes. You focused I, on reading. Yes. Why do you think reading is so important to you? What, oh what is it about reading? Oh my goodness, I think every child needs to know that in order to succeed in this world, they need to know how to read. You have to read signs when you're driving, you have to read mm -hmm. for everything. Mm -hmm. And for some children, it's a difficult process. They're, not everybody's born with the ability to pick up the skills that it takes to read. Mm -hmm. And I especially like to work with those children. In fact, that's one of the reasons that I've got this book, the Tumaline book. You told me that all of your books have a message. Yes. So we've run out of time so quickly. What's the message in your first book, Tick a Talk? Where there's a will, there's a way. Love it. Which was your next book? Um, what was the next one? The Molly Trolley. The Molly Trolley. Oh, yeah, tell me the book. story about this. This is set where? This is, takes place in Reading. It says that in the first paragraph, I think. And the message in the book is promises are made to keep. I love it. I so, love it. And then? The big wheel is about two little boys that go to a fair and they don't have the right tickets because they can't read the sign that says refreshments instead of tickets. Oh. And the, the whole point of the story is that when you run into an issue or a problem, you don't just give up. You think outside the box and you work on it until you figure out what to do. And they do. They do figure it out. It's kind of uh, unique what happens, but um, they did figure it out. Don't you want to read these just so you can find out? How about The Princess and the Swan? What's That's that about? strictly a fairy tale. The reason all my books have a message is because I want parents and teachers to be able to have books that they can motivate or encourage discussions mm -hmm. about things that build character traits and values, which is missing in our society today. Our kids don't know what respect is today.
But you know what? We can say that, or we can do, not we. You have done that in an entertaining way. Well, that so that that good. message goes through without feeling like they're getting that lecture. Yes. That's beautiful. That's, well, that, that was my goal. But this How one about is, Sam's surprise? That's about pet responsibility. If you mm. have a pet, you have to take care of it. And it's funny. It's got some funny scenes in it, and it turns out well. But uh, they do have to figure out what they're going to do. I think I better read this one because I want a pet really bad, but I'm told <laughs> that I'm not responsible enough or I'm not around enough to take care of it properly. So maybe that one's for me. And then this is the one you're most proud of. Please tell me why. Because for two reasons. I was teaching, and I had... Uh, a little group of boys, third grade, I believe it was, who were reluctant readers. Mm -hmm. And I had to figure out a way to motivate them. So I believe in teaching with uh, what they call language experience, where you have the child write a story, you help them write the story, and then they, they can read the story. And it motivates them because they've got a way of knowing what the story's going to say before they ever start trying to read it. And they've also written it, and it makes them feel important. So I decided to let these four boys, I think it was, uh, I let them pick the topic they wanted to, any topic at all that they wanted to work on, and it turned out to be elephants. Hmm. So we wrote a story about elephants. It was called Snorky and the Boomslang. A boomslang is a snake. I was wondering, thank and, you. And it's in this story, too. Okay. So um, after that, I kind of got interested in doing the research while I was working with the boys, and I really got interested in elephants. And then we went to San Diego to the zoo, and I got to talk to the zookeeper who took care of the elephants. And he told me so much about the poaching that's going on, is mm -hmm. still going on today. It's mm -hmm. terrible. And that has inspired me, had inspired me to write a story that children would know because I think they need to be aware of the fact now and maybe reading my story, they'll take it home and tell their parents about what's happening because the general audience doesn't know what's going on with the poaching over in Africa and in Asia. But the kids will be of the stewards of our world in a short time. And I think if I can plant a seed of concern for what's going on as far as the mutilation of the, the elephants and the cruelty that exists. So that's the lesson in this one. Yes. It's interesting. You just uh, shared the story of your inspiration coming from these young readers mm -hmm. who you encouraged to use their imagination mm -hmm. and write a book. Elephants was the focus, mm -hmm. which inspired you to do this and mm -hmm. learn more. And then we get to um, reap the benefit of that seed that mm -hmm. you're planting. You've planted a lot along the way. I think you're a very, very, very good steward. I'm glad that I've met oh, you. Oh, thank Truly. you. <laughs> Where can we get these books? From me. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a website? Yes, I do. It's uh, it's better to uh, actually to call me or email me okay. than to go through the website because that will take you straight to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right to Ricky. <laughs> well, the reason is it's more expensive. My books, when I sell them, I can sell them for what I want, and I, I reduce the prices. 
Oh, see, aren't you sweet? <laughs> you are a good I steward. Did. Well, I didn't get into this to become rich or make a name for myself. I did it because it was something I'd always wanted to do. And I want to be able to... I go into the schools and I read to the children uh, at no charge. Um, I do ask to be able to send home a flyer that announces the fact that I you know, have them for sale. But other than that, and it's so hard to get into the schools and to let people know, you know, about about it. I don't charge them. Well, I'm very, very glad that you came here to the People Chronicles and let us know about what you're doing. Yeah, Keep doing it. And I you've do. taught me, no matter what, don't let go of that dream, and the day will come where you can live your dream, too. So thanks for living it with us. Do you have a phone number you would like to share or an email? Sure. My email is Ricky Lee Douglas, author at comcast.net. And the phone number is 610-678-0234. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you so much. Keep writing. Thank you. I'm waiting for, for the me. next release. <laughs> Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.